Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 195 for October 1st, 2011. Welcome to the month of October. The leaves are turning. Well, they're still green here. But um, as the leaves begin to fall, we will support you um, in a really bad analogy that says that as you, uh, as uh, you wait for the really big releases, we'll give you something to do while you wait. Yes. Hey, we're here from RPG for RP, RP. What's our site? RPG Gamer. Is that it? RP Gamer. I don't know. Everyone else says it's RPG Gamer, so that must be it. So it's RP Gamer. RPG Gamer has an actual website. Oh, it is, isn't it? But it's about yeah. role playing games, like pen and paper, right? I'm going out. RP. <laughs> He's going now. He's joining. He's quitting the show. Uh, that's uh, Emmanuel Marino from Sunny California. Is it Sunny? Domain has recently been listed in Marketplace. Oh, we can click to inquire. We can we buy RPG Gamer. Dot com, yes. How do you spell RPG Gamer versus RP Gamer? Two G's in the middle. Oh, RPG Gamer. Yes. We can't get RPG Lamer. That's someone else's. Oh, you're right. It's RPGGamer.org. Dot org. Ah, yeah. well, they don't count then. You gotta have a dot com to count. I wonder how much RPGGamer.com uh, costs. I have no idea. So what was my intro? Here I am. It's sunny California, right? Is it sunny there? Oh, is it, I guess, yeah. Is it California? It sure is. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've also got a... Uh, who else we got? John Yearworth from abysmal, sunny. dreary no, England. No, no, oh, really? We, well, it's not abysmal. As they, we have just recorded the hottest October on record at 30 degrees average or something like that. 30 degrees. What's that in America? Yeah, yeah what is that in American? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Convert don't 30 know degrees I... to Fahrenheit. Man, metric weather. Gosh, I, I can't even type this into Google because I can't spell Fahrenheit. All right. All right, it has a suggestion. <laughs> um, what is 30 degrees Celsius? Celsius. Yeah, I have to construct That's the, the science, query right huh? to Fahrenheit. Okay, 86 degrees Fahrenheit. What? Wow. Well, for England, that's probably a lot. Oh, okay. Is it foggy? Yeah, I hear quite, it's foggy a lot there. It's that's quite a lot considering it's October. Yeah, welcome to England. England. It, was, it was 95 in San Francisco. Yeah, but that's America. I don't know. It's American Were you temperatures. Dying, Quinn? Did you need popsicles? Maxime says it's very hot. Uh, yeah, it's very hot. It's very hot. It is a very nice Anyways. And someone just delivered I... mail. You want to go check? We'll wait. No, that's okay. Uh, Roy Burnett also coming at us from somewhere that's not America. Yeah, above in Scotland. It seems to change every week. <laughs> it's because I travel a lot. You and your traveling. You would, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we don't pay for your traveling, right? No. Okay, just so you stop putting in those expense requests because you know we're not going to actually reimburse you we have no money so stop that uh is it hot and dreary wait is it hot and is it nice is it bad it's about 50 degrees right now 50 degrees celsius 50 fahrenheit right now 50 fahrenheit thank you i don't have to do any conversions i appreciate that and hey that's what it is in madison as well so you've got madison weather 
All right, let's one more country to check. Uh, Anna Marie Newfeld up in um, icy Canada. How's it up there? Um, about five degrees warmer than Madison. Vancouver, BC. Yeah. Can no, you tell me what it is? In, you don't even know what it is in Fahrenheit. You don't know Fahrenheit. Uh, it's fifty-three. So I do v- Vancouver, BC to the to the weather bot in our chat room, and it's like yeah, Vancouver, it Canada. Yeah, it doesn't know it. Do weather Burnaby, Canada. <laughs> Well, there's because only one Vancouver we don't in Canada. Have province. Well, yeah, but the problem is, is that it doesn't like Vancouver, Canada. No, it, it, and apparently our provinces are irrelevant. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I have to get up at nine when we're recording at ten. Oh, shush. Um, <laughs> what we got? Because because shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's all I got. <laughs> because shut up. <laughs> We're just trying to give Welcome the, you know, to the internet. If we start oh. late enough, maybe uh, Zoltan will join one day. Who knows? Let's see. Hey, we should start a show. Oh, wait, really? wait, wait, wait. I want to check the weather in Tokyo. <laughs> and then I want to check the weather in China. Okay. No, Let's not see. really. Please continue the show. No, no. What is it in Tokyo? 66 degrees and you, Fahrenheit. And if you want to uh, join in on these hijinks, you can come to our IRC chat every morning at or every, every Saturday morning. at <laughs> 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern. You can come every morning, but we won't be live streaming. But 9 a.m. Pacific, yeah. noon Eastern, every Saturday. Yeah. For the foreseeable future. Hey, I was trying. Shut up. I should get an A forever. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's uh, that's what we're doing. We're streaming the, all the best news and information and commentary this side of the ocean about RPGs to you. Uh, we have feedback. That's interesting. And it isn't the annoying screechy kind. Yes. Why am I getting demand progress? Oh, I see emails? what you did there. Oh, yeah, that is clever. As I finish. I'm too busy. Oh, I'm busy. I'm I'm checking my email. Why don't you guys do the feedback? No? Uh, John. (laughs) Wait, wait. Wait, wait. She took the initiative to throw it at somebody else. I like that. (laughs) Oh, I can help. You do it. I'm not the feedback feedback guy. Chris, this is your podcast. Get on with the feedback. Fine. It's my darn show. Here's some feedback for you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. No. So, just Doug posted. Yes, he did. And here's what he said. I just finished listening to the podcast. Well, how? We're still recording it. I think you're a liar, sir. I, for one, was excited at the news of Exceed's announcement about bringing over Grand Knight's history. Hey, so was I. And I am thankful for them still releasing stuff for PSP in North America. Beautiful looking game. As much as I would have wanted to, I never got a chance to play Muramasa. And I probably would have sucked at it anyway. Which was a shame because the artwork and general setting of the game really appealed to me. I won't be missing out on this one, especially since there's a chance I won't suck at playing it. He also wants to uh, contribute to our question about games you really wanted to play but couldn't. And he says, file Resonance of Fate under games I really wanted to get into but couldn't. I tried. I really made an honest effort, but I can only take so much before I have to give up. I like the aesthetic. What I'd seen of the cutscenes and characters interested me, though I found one NPC in particular pretty creepy. But man, I could just not get the hang of the combat. I spent hours trying to learn, trying to leap the initial hurdle of noobness. After failing to defeat the boss of the first dungeon in the game repeatedly, I went back and tried to revamp my understanding of the battle system, i.e. figure out what the hell I was missing. 
Then I return for another string of losses versus, again, the first boss of the game. I threw in the towel before I broke something expensive. I'm not an idiot, but that game made me feel stupid, and I loathe being made to feel stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've swallowed I, I've swallowed novel off-the-wall combat systems before, but Resident of Fates was somehow a bane to my sanity. Let's see, anyone in the chat room not like that? Let's see. I didn't think it was that bad. Personally. Same here for Resonance, just couldn't get into it. And Von Beardley says, I've owned it since launch day and still haven't played Resonance. <laughs> you it's liked it? Wheels, isn't it didn't here. look that interesting to me, so I never got it. I thought it looked really interesting. But uh, were you able to finish it, Quinn? No, no. But I didn't, I didn't have that many trouble with the battle system. I just never finished it. So the game just wasn't good Tales enough? Game came, I think a Tales game came along and distracted me. <laughs> they seem to do that. Well, shiny. Yeah. Ooh, Tails game. Woohoo. All right. Sham Slam writes in, says, hello. I watched the podcast, and about the question about Dragon Quest Monsters, I have some info. I've played Dragon Quest Monster Joker 2 for about 20 hours, and it is basically Pokemon. You run around and catch monsters and fight with them. The graphics are better, and there are no random battles. The story's all right. I would say it is a little better than Pokemon games, but the monsters in Pokemon are a little better, but there are some cool ones in Dragon Quest. The battle system's about the same, but there's more customization for skills in Dragon Quest. The best part about Dragon Quest Monsters is combining monsters. Very addictive and fun. Also, you can control every action your monster takes in battles, except for the monster arena, even online and multiplayer. I don't know why people think you can't. Ah, see, that was Michael who thought you can't. He must not have played the new one. Competitive is a lot more accessible, too, since you don't need to train EVs slash IVs for hours in Dragon Quest Monsters. Uh, But I think the drawback of Dragon Quest Monsters is there tends to be a certain team of monsters that everybody agrees upon as being the the best monsters. And you don't have that in Pokemon. Um, Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. (laughs) You totally do in Pokemon. (laughs) What crack are you smoking? No, you don't. No, because you train... No, you you train IVs and, and 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 your IVs and your EVs. And you can have monsters that... The whole point Chris, is bring it out a you've monster. Never seen, you've never seen you've never seen a tier list in your life for Pokemon, have you? Yeah, sure, I have. And but the, related to you in, in terms the, of understand, but the it's difference like Starcraft. is you know you have tier one units. Yeah, yeah, but here no, here's the thing. In Dragon Quest Monsters, there will literally be a team of three that is the best. And in in Pokemon, you have like a list of tiers, right? And you train up and choose which ones out of that list you're going to combine for a specific type of combo that you're going for. So what you're basically saying is that the the combat system in Pokemon is actually more detailed. Right? Uh, that's that's my understanding. Is my understanding is the way it looks in Pokemon is you'll have there's a set of Pokemon like a list of Pokemon. These are the ones you use, right? But you got to train them and set up your EVs and and assign skills and set up the combos that you want to use with those. And whereas with Dragon Quest Monster, everyone's just going to have the same three people on their team. That 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 was how it was presented to me. Maybe that's not true. That's what I'm, and I'm trying to work it out to help people understand. But that's how it was, how I was told. All right. I can't do competitive Pokemon playing because it just takes too much time. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But you know what? I've got people who write in, like uh, let's see, Ocelot, who says, "Last week, your inability to provide a detailed and nuanced comparison of Dragon Quest Monsters Joker to the Pokemon franchise made one thing painfully clear: you have not played every video game ever made. Furthermore, you seem to lack infinite time and ability to do so. Shocking!" 
Yes, thank you, Ocelot. It would seem that your gaming skills and general nerd knowledge may need to level up. As such, every week I will present you with a set of impossibly difficult questions to properly train your RPG play and ass, trademark pending by the legendary Zoltan. Actually, I don't think it's pending. I think he's got it. Hopefully, this rigorous exercise in video game wisdom, pop culture knowledge, and nerdology will help you level up quickly. Are you ready for a challenge? P.S. These challenges, these questions are neither hard nor challenging, and in most cases, don't have a right answer. Your ability to level up may vary. Offer not valid in states where restricted. Uh, number one: Will Final Fantasy Type Zero come out in the U.S.? Probably, yes. probably, probably yes. Who will you pick as your starting class in Diablo Three? What's Diablo Three? <laughs> not applicable. <laughs> oh, you're gonna play Diablo three, so don't give me that, Anna. Dark Hunter. Whichever one can be a chick. <laughs> they can all be chicks. Fine, whichever one has the most boobs. <laughs> dark Hunter. All right. I, I, I'll the be. What a, hunt, what's a Dark Hunter? Demon Hunter, whatever it's called. Oh, okay. The one with the guns that they revealed last. The Barbarian is 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 the. The thickest one of the of the lot. <laughs> oh, okay. So she's gonna be barbarianess, <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> I'll be a wizard. I'll be the witch doctor. Witch doctor. Oh, doctor. All right. Uh, let's see. Next Pokemon follow-up to Black and White will be called Gray, Colorless, Clear, Foggy, Rainbow. Insert your own name here. It probably will gray? be gray, right? Technically makes the most sense. Hmm. We already have a diamond, Mur. right? Yeah, Mur. I'm going with Mur. <laughs> Pokemon Frankincense. <laughs> That's it. Frankincense and Mur. And what's the special edition called? Nazareth? <laughs> no. You can't name it after a place. Oh. Well, gold's already taken. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Star. Let's see. The average Metacritic score for Elder Souls Skyrim will be high. Eighty-eight. Ooh. I'm saying ninety-one. I don't think it'll break the ninety barrier. I think it might. Okay. Actually, let me qualify that. If they allow people who have uh, have pre-approved reviews to put up their reviews first, it will shoot past an IMA. And I think once everyone else's reviews go up, it will slide down to high 80s. Uh, what do you say, Manny? you got to pick a number. I don't know. 90. 90. Okay. Roy? I'll say for the start of the official reviews... Between 90 and 95. No, you got to well, pick a number. <laughs> I'll say 93. 93, once, all right. Once the user reviews go up, it'll probably slide down, like Anna said, to 88 or 89. Oh, user reviews don't count. Reader reviews don't slide it down. I'm yeah. talking about professional reviews. Wait till the European press gets on it, that'll drop it. <laughs> when you say professional reviews, you, of course, mean random sites that we don't understand how they got inserted into the game rankings and Metacritic system yes. to begin with. Yes. Yes. Those, those sorts of professional reviews, which are not much better than reader reviews. No, we Yay! have we have valid reviews. We do. John, pick a number. Um, 
Um, eighty-eight. All right, eighty-eight. <laughs> if if hey, for no other reason, number. if for no other reason, then it's the, the flux capacitor number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Is that why you picked you a two, Anna? <laughs> number, jerk. All right. <laughs> Should I buy Zelda Skyward Sword? A, yes. B, no. C, wait and see. D, how can you even ask this question? This is Zelda, the greatest franchise known to man. I better see your ass in line for the midnight release. D. Oh, I know which one. Easy. Yeah? Eh. Eh? Eh. (laughs) That's that's an option we don't have. Oh. (laughs) All right, John? Eh. (laughs) I'm with Manny on this one. Roy? I'll go with A, too. I'm going to say A. I will not say D. You've been hanging out with Anna too much. No, I've played the game. (laughs) She got the joke. (laughs) Oh, A. A. All right. Yeah. Canadian Fonzie. All right. Uh, Let's see. That's, That's fun. Thank you for feedback. If you'd like to write into the show... Email us your letters at podcast at rpgamer.com. Send us your voice mails at 608-729-4098 or send us an MP3 attachment. Speaking of voicemail, we have one right now. Oh, you can also post messages at our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. So we got a voicemail now. Here we go. Hey, this is your Kona. A couple of things. One... Uh, what do you think of how the RPGs lately have been doing compared to other genres? And this one's actually for Sanctum, if you have the host for Sanctum on there. Will you be doing a podcast about using RPG, how RPGs could be educational for children in both reading and math skills later on? All right, Roy, you want to answer that one first? No, I hadn't originally thought of that topic because I don't see how it can be. All right, so that's a no. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? You have any kids learn to read because of Pokemon? <laughs> Pokemon? Um, I do like how on the back of the uh, the Pokemon box that does say, uh, there's a note that says, um, you must have a basic reading ability in order to fully enjoy this game. Yeah, there's a lot of games that have that, like all the Harvest Moon games. In fact, a lot of DS games, a lot of DS games have that on them. It's particularly DS games that will have it. Okay. You need a basic reading knowledge to play any RPG in existence. Yep. And if you have a weak one, an RPG can maybe strengthen it. Hmm. Uh, You you realize that in RPGs, your levels go up, but it's just your characters. It's not you in real life, right? You can't Lies. find the scroll of plus reading and actually use it. Sure it is. It's called beating Pokemon. You can't even say Pokemon right. Really? How am I supposed to say it? For Pokemon. anyone that wants to know, though, uh, playing an old PSX Final Fantasy, like 7, 8, or 9, Wait, doesn't, on, count as, it doesn't count as reading a book. Just cause no, but you can't say. be a slum about it. Anything to get kids reading more counts, too. It helps. I like to be a snob about things like how to yeah, pronounce especially Pokemon. The, pronounce Pokemon <laughs> properly, please. Pokemon. 
Oh, that is, excuse me. I, I didn't E-H. do the extra. Uh, eh. the extra mm. It's an eh. So I, clearly the word was not cr- correct at all. No one understood what I was saying. Pocket monsters. The thing is, is that together. you make it sound like there's a Y in there, man. You say it like Pokemon. That's like how Bill Cosby says it. It's like Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. ask me if I... I mean, seriously? That's the word you guys are going to... A made-up word that doesn't really exist is, is what you're going to get me on? No, it's just, it's just proving that you haven't learned how to, like, speak the language from the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's Excuse the only me. reason I brought it up. Oh, no, you you're right, you're right. Radio. I totally... I'm an illiterate fool <laughs> for not knowing how to say Pokemon. Don't you live by an art museum? You better go study up there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a, I'll go to their Pokemon collection. <laughs> At the with, at the LACMA. With Kotobukaya figures. It'll be great. Of course. Of course. And I leave in an anger. <laughs> leave in an okay, anger. Okay, so what was the other question that he had? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Does anybody remember? <laughs> I was too distracted by Pokemon. <laughs> Which I know, you know what I say incorrectly now. So, uh, I know what it is. It was, how are RPGs doing compared to other genres? And I don't really know how to answer that. It's a very wide-open question. Are they selling well? Yeah, especially since more and more games are identifying themselves as RPG experiences and stuff. But as far as like the traditional ones, they don't seem to be doing too well compared to other genres. Well, I'd, I'd say this is the answer to the question we've given before. It's Western RPGs are doing great. The the Elder Scrolls and the Fallouts and the Bioware games this, of the world. Japanese you know, RPGs aren't doing so well in comparison. I don't think there's a good comparison to other genres, though. I mean, we have what's considered traditional or classic RPGs. I'm sorry, what's a classic platformer? What's a classic shooter? Uh, Half-Life is a classic shooter. A classic platform yes. would be Mario. Right. But I mean... How often do we see, at the same time, both Half-Life and Mario have evolved from where they came from. If you put out, if you put out a throwback RPG that plays like, you know, a game did in the, in the 80s, okay, 90s, then people, I mean, eat that up. I mean, Cthulhu saves the world, Breath of Death 7. Yet, if you put out a game now that played like Halo 1... People are going to be like, well, this sucks. You know, they're actually doing that, right? They're remaking it <laughs> yeah. so that it's better. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, which just means they're shortening the library. Um, right. They're, well, no. They're, I mean, they're apparently tweaking some other stuff. But, I mean, you wouldn't make Halo 4 play like Halo 1 and call it a throwback game. No, you just make the pistol you know play I mean? like Halo 1. Yeah. <sighs> the rest of the but game, you do don't you, yeah. you sort of grasp where I'm going with this, please. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so what's your point about RPGs, though? <sighs> I kind of missed that. <laughs> other genres, and that there is no good comparison. And I'm sorry, this Western RPGs are selling better than JRPGs is crap, and people need to stop saying it. But it, it sounds like that's exactly. Nicely. It sounds like that's your point. Supports exactly that. That the genre is morphing more towards uh, the the gameplay elements and style found in in Western RPGs, and that the genre is changing. And so those are the ones that are doing well because those are the ones adapting and moving to what people want. I think adaptive RPGs, no matter what country they come from, have been successful. 
Yeah, but what are some of the adaptive ones from Japan? I don't know. I don't pay that much attention to sales numbers. <laughs> I mean, are there any games from Japan that are, are adapting, as you say? I really don't know how to answer that question without saying yes. Okay. Aslot suggests Grand Knight's story. I don't know about that. Dark Souls. Ooh, Dark Souls seems to be adapting to an audience desire. Grand Knight's story. I'm not familiar enough with the gameplay to figure that out what you're talking about, Aslot, in the chat room. Uh, let's see. I know that uh, I would say... Pretty much anything Sting, SMT. Yeah, I would say Persona is very different and offering a different experience. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Disgaea 4. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that Disgaea 4 is really an example of changing um, and providing a different <laughs> experience for people. What do you think, Quinn? Do you think Disgaea 4 is really adapting to people's desires, or is it uh, kind of the same thing again? Oh, we lost Quinn. He's too busy writing stuff in the chat no. room. <laughs> no, I'm too, I'm too busy uh, making sure my microphone was muted. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Judging from what I've, I, I have not played that much Disgaea 4 yet. Yeah. Uh, I have seen quite a bit of it being played. But what I can really say is, is while it may not be adaptive, they have the very least have listened to criticisms of the first three games and have certainly created a very refined experience. Okay, that and that's good. That's something. Hmm. <laughs> it's a form of adaptation, says Ocelot, because they've made a clear decision to cater to an audience and stay with it. I, I actually think that's the opposite of the point we're talking about. <laughs> Catering to an audience and, and sticking with a niche is is not adapting and changing to the market. <laughs> okay. Yes, fans like the grind. So, all right, all right. So, but that that's what I'm worried about here, right? I mean, isn't that like the, the fear that, that it is the subtext of this sort of question? Are RPGs, especially traditional JRPG ones, catering so much to the niche that we're worried about them dying as the market expands and these niche markets shrink in, in relative size? Okay, who cares about relative size? Uh, companies it, who make big niche, games. If the niche is 500,000 people, then the niche is 500,000 people. Yeah, but as development costs get 500, up, 500,000 people, 500, people out of a million or 500,000 yeah. people out of a billion. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It's still 500,000 people. Uh, no, th- no th- that doesn't I'm, work. I'm sorry. That doesn't this is work. something that I'm, I'm, you're not going to convince me of. No, it's... here. Uh, well, let me actually try to convince you of it before you tell me that. Um, as oh, development fine. costs rise and it costs more and more to do the artwork and, and assets for a large, big JRPG game, a, a audience size of 500,000 well, no well, longer becomes enough. Why was that you talking about AAA budget titles? You said niche. Right, which means, that the, which means that the niche games will not be able to survive at companies that are searching for bigger hits. So we will be more and more reliant on indie developers, won't we? If you're we? a niche company, you're not aiming for, for a AAA title. Yeah, but as a niche... Do you niche think fi- goes out and expect to sell 2 million copies of The Tale of Two Towns? Give me a break. Yeah, but as a fan of the game, don't you want AAA-style production? No. I do. I want it... No, because then I have to wait five years for the damn game. Yeah, I'm okay with that, as long as it's really good. No, no I want a game. See, I, just, I don't know why we can't do some things in moderation. If it's a good title with good quality and takes two years to put out, I'm okay with that. Really, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I would say that's okay, but I think we're getting to a point where that even that's not going to be justified. 
Although, wasn't that the same argument that Chris used two shows ago for the Final Fantasy VII it is. remake? It, it exactly is. Isn't that funny? <laughs> but everyone said, no, you're supposed to wait five years and give people the Final Fantasy VII they want. It's like, okay. <laughs> because in that case, we are looking at a AAA title where nothing but the absolute best will be acceptable. Yeah. But I'm sorry, no one okay. expects the graphics of, I don't know, a Sting game. Again, we can go back to this. No one expected Nights in the Nightmares to have AAA quality graphics. It didn't. It still looked freaking fantastic. Yeah, so here's the thing about business, right? If you're not growing your audience, you're actually dying. And so if you're going to keep catering to the niche, your company has no forward-looking value, especially if you're publicly held. Because what do they care about in business? They care about how your growth is, how many new customers you got, how your sales are up year over year. And so if you keep catering to the niche, uh, it's fine if you're a small company, but it's just not going to be supported for these big companies. So we have a situation where I guess what you're asking for is for these developers of big companies to either stop working for the big companies or the big companies just stop caring about growing and just settle into being niche developers. No, not at all, because I think there's room in the marketplace for both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, but how? If if the JRPGs aren't adapting, they will just die off at the high end of the spectrum and all will be okay, left well, is the niche ones. Okay, well, then I just ones. disagree with your premise that JRPGs aren't adapting. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. Okay, but you couldn't show me... Okay. <laughs> I don't understand anymore. <laughs> What are we talking about? Disguise sure, one is on. too tough to get through. That's what the chat room has for me. Oh, we're talking about Disguise in the chat room. What are we talking about? Our RPG's dying. Oh, we got into this again, didn't we? No, move on. Yes, I don't think you've proven that JRPGs are going to succeed at all unless they adapt. And you're saying they don't need to adapt. But then you're telling me that they are adapting, uh, no, which I don't not. understand. I'm not saying- Hey, wait, I'm not saying they don't need to adapt. When but, did I ever say that? I even gave you good examples of adaptive JRPGs. I am also saying there is certainly a place in the market for, unlike other genres, throwback RPGs. That was my point. Okay. Carry on. Hmm. So as, as Western RPGs become more and more acceptable to mainstream players, see Oblivion which was kind of a crazy hardcore uh, game series before that, and has kind of been rather widely accepted. Why don't JRPGs have a similar analog? What is their oblivion? Final Fantasy? Uh, Yeah. What happened with the last Final Fantasy? Everybody said, this sucks, and I want it to die. And it still sold a bazillion copies. Right. But you think they're going to be able to keep doing that? And then they have the bomb of Final Fantasy XIV hurting the brand name? Yeah, whatever. And no one paid attention to that because it was online and nobody cared anyways. <laughs> There's a big story about that where Square Enix is saying that, 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 that that's one of the stories this week. That Square Enix is saying Final Fantasy fourteen hurt the Final Fantasy brand image. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So I, I, it doesn't seem like I, uh, I the just, JRPGs is headed in the right direction right now. Or like the, yeah, the outlook but, is grim. Uh, what I don't get... Though is you you release you release one you you know you you release one bad game in a like a, a ser- established series like say Final Fantasy and then suddenly your company is just basically just a gigantic group of failures and will never produce a decent game ever again. Well, that's that's um, that's internet opinion, right? <laughs> they they always take everything to the wrong extreme, I suppose. 
Yeah, it's kind of who are we paying attention to here? It's generally the point. Hmm. Mm. All right. <laughs> and in the chat room says, 13 hurt the brand image first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, six, 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 six million salt copies. That really hurt. Well, you know, if everybody... Well, but now, wait a second, wait a second. A bad game doesn't affect it with that game. It affects the next game. So, because everyone's going to buy Final Fantasy thirteen because they like the series up through twelve, right? And so they buy thirteen, and then they express displeasure over thirteen, and then they don't buy fifteen. Um, and I'm skipping fourteen because that's not a single-player game. So, then they... That, well, it's 15 we should probably talk we'll about see. 13 too before we talk about oh. 15. Well, uh, do, are, we, are we trusting that 13 too, like 10 too, would actually have Final Fantasy size numbers? Because I don't know that 10 too even had big Final Fantasy well, size numbers, was, did it? What was the corollary of 10 to 10 too sales? See, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, can we expect... A, are we expecting a similar ratio? And, and that's my point. Because like, if we're not, then we can't really use that as a measuring stick. Well, especially, can we agree that it's going to be the same sort of ratio? I, I don't think we can. And especially with 13's press. <laughs> oh, I want more of 13. Uh, yeah, that's what I want. I don't know. 13 seems a bit crazy for me to use as a... Uh, as a good sign of how the Final Fantasy series is going as a whole. Mm. Because it was controversial? Has it almost every single Final Fantasy been controversial? No, because 13-2 just seems crazy. It's got time travel, it's got ladies in medieval armor and stuff fighting on summon monsters, and it's got flying moogles. Koopo. Yeah. And Koopo for Koopo Nuts. I'm just speaking on its marketing image. It's it's not really. It doesn't look like a traditional Final Fantasy from its marketing. It looks like a crazy fi- fan story. Um, Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> I still don't know how that marketed. I don't understand how people got into. Didn't you ever <laughs> see the awesome commercials? It's just cloud jumping on a train. What kind of awesome commercial? Yeah, it was like the biggest <laughs> epic movie not coming to a theater near you. Yeah, whatever. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Anyways, you should check all those commercials. They're pretty no, awesome. I don't want to. <laughs> you really don't want to see those anymore. <laughs> no, no, to, no. You like them. I Trust want to me. forget they existed. <laughs> oh, let's forget this discussion existed. Atelier Totori. Here's our first news story. Atelier Totori. There's a DLC. So it's just been come out. It's just come out in North America. We're getting the first uh, DLC right away. It's two free pieces of DLC, a model viewer, and a new feature that allows players to change the background music for workshops and battles. The free download comes with some samples, but players can also purchase a pack that includes over 30 tracks of workshop music from the Atelier series. Wow. And there will be two other pieces of DLC. Uh, one gives Ixel and Cordelia a piece of the battle action and features their weapons and movesets from Atelier Rorona. And the other allows Totori's sister, Cece, to, uh, or Ceci, I don't know how it's pronounced, to join battles wielding her trusty broom. Uh, character DLC only allows the characters to join the adventuring party and does not include any additional scenes, endings, or trophies. All the DLC can be found on the PSN and purchasable packs are priced at two ninety nine each. So. I think you recall Nick's being excited about having someone with a pan at her party. Sounds good. I like the idea of playing with someone with a broom. <laughs> Why not? 
unless it gets old. Crimson Alliance is getting DLC as well. Uh, its DLC is going to be called Vengeance, and it allows you to s- explore new areas in the world of Bizen. And let's see, new campaign levels. And it'll be 240 Microsoft points on October 12th. All right, here's one people may actually care about. Chrono Trigger is coming to PSN for real this time. <laughs> we have the story that, yeah, it's coming. No, it's not coming. Well, I this time care. it's actually coming. It's the PlayStation version originally released in 2001. It's coming on October 4th. So three days from now, it will be out. And that's all we know. Does anybody on the podcast care? Whoa, that was a weird noise. And uh, I don't know. Roy? Uh, John? If I, didn't have the D- if, the, if I didn't have the DS version, I would care. But since I have the DS version, I do not. That's how I feel. I was, sen- I was sensible enough to buy it Same when it came me. out. Because, you know, that was the first time that Chrono Trigger was released in Europe, and absolutely not am I bitter about that at all in any way, shape, or form. We also haven't gotten any confirmation from Square Enix yet that this version is improved at all, because the PlayStation version had issues. Its load time was slow because it was a patched, it's an English patch running on top of the Japanese ROM and other stuff. And somebody last week was talking about memory leaks and stuff, I don't know if it was this one or the other one, Um, but we don't have any confirmation that this is any better. So... Someone needs to buy it and didn't tell we, us did, that it runs didn't we have the Didn't we have this discussion last week? Yeah. You, I think it was you who told us that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but we don't know. We don't actually know that it's better. Nobody's actually confirmed specifically that this is better. So that's what I want to hear. Also, in the comment thread for this announcement, uh, the PlayStation blog people made it sound like, uh, or maybe it was Square Enix employees, it's hard to tell who's commenting, but... They made it sound like Chrono Cross would be coming soon too. Yeah, I saw whispers. I saw whispers of that too. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Serious Sam is going RPG, and I don't mean rocket propelled grenade. Serious Sam has the random encounter. It's a bullet sprain madness as Sam and his commandos take on armies of demonic creatures in a turn-based combat system. It'll be available on PC for four ninety nine sometime in mid-October. So if you've been waiting for a serious Sam RPG, let me tell you. I don't know, it's kind of weird. I'm interested to hear how it plays because I don't trust that that will be good. <laughs> yeah, I've got to admit, there's, there's, there's an element of uh, where about that one. Kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, Von Beardley what, in the, the chat room they, puts it right. I mean, yeah, what the hell? Who was waiting? Was anyone waiting for a serious Sam RPG? Um, no. No. Manny, this is what you've been waiting for, right? (laughs) He's been so not waiting for it, he left the show. Oh, Manny. All right. I don't even know where he went. Lost him. Oh, I know where he is. Manny, you're playing Star Wars The Old Republic, right? No. All right. <laughs> He's totally gone. Uh, we announced it last week. December thirty, December 20th is when Star Wars The Old Republic will be out. And apparently Manny's already off playing it. Enjoying it so much, he lost audio. Uh, and it will be 15... What is it? If you buy it, you get 30 free days of playtime and then 15 bu- bucks a month after that. A three-month package for forty-one ninety-seven, and a six-month package for seventy-seven ninety-four. Who's going to sign up for another subscription for an MMO, huh? 
Uh, I've already made my opinions clear on um, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Oh, it's Bioware, right? So that's good. Yeah. If I if I was going to wait for a Bioware RPG that's science, sci-fi based, I'll wait until Mass Effect 3, ah, provided right. it doesn't suck. Roy, are you picking up Star Wars The Old Republic? I'm waiting for reviews on it. And Anna, are you going to pick this up? No. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was that was such a dismissive snort. That was incredible. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I have access to the beta, so I'm not commenting because I'm not really allowed to comment on stuff. And uh, Manny apparently is playing the beta right now or something. So hopefully he'll be back to give us his opinion later. Dragon Fantasy, a kind of homage to dragon warrior games of old but combined with some good humor and and fun fights i've i've actually been playing this some on my iphone it's actually really good it's got an it just got an update that added a free extra chapter to the game uh let's see it's called anders story the heir unapparent the additional chapter focuses on anders as he and lieutenant chest manstrong escape from castle wester and the dark knight's attack on the coronation ceremony so you, it will go live sometime this week. I think it's out already because I think I downloaded it. So go update your Dragon Fantasy and get more content for it and enjoy that good iPhone RPG goodness. The Witcher 2. Who's been playing The Witcher 2? That sounds like something Roy would have played. Yeah, no? I've played yeah. it. All right. Guess what? Uh, do you have version 2.0 because it's out? Yes, I do. All right. So do, have you been playing with it at all? I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to go through and see how good the tutorial actually is. Yes, it's got a tutorial. It's got a new harder difficulty. Or I guess it's a, not harder, I guess it's a slightly less hard as the hard than not. Quinn, you're playing Saints Roll 2. I'm trying to get it working. (laughs) During the podcast, Saints Roll 2 is more interesting. Oh my gosh. I love well, when people more, think it's I... More interesting than, it's more interesting than The Witcher 2. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's also a gladiatorial arena in Witcher 2 2.0, and what else is there? So there's the dark difficulty mode, which I guess is like insane, but you can actually save or something like that? Yeah, it was like insane, but you could actually save. That was the way they described it. Yes, so it's actually slightly less difficult, <laughs> but actually worth playing, probably. And there's, of course, fixes and stuff, so... Witcher 2 2.0, it's out. Go get it. Vanguard Bandits. How about this for PSN stuff? Here's some word that Vanguard Bandits might... Uh, let's see. Vic Ireland saying that Vanguard Bandits is the next port coming up. It'll likely be out in October or November on the North American PlayStation Network. And unlike Alundra and Ark, which cost $5.99 each, this is a difficult relicense, and so it'll cost more than usual. He said $8.99 or so might be a possible price. So, Vanguard Bandits. Any fans? I protect peace and candy. Apparently. (laughs) So Ireland says that bringing games to PSN is way more difficult than it should be. So that's interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. Kind of sucks. Let's see. Oh, the Taito shooters apparently won't be coming to PSN as Square has no interest in licensing. So those shooters are dead for the US PSN. That really sucks. Square Enix, you suck. That's what I'm going to say. You suck, Square Enix. Making Final Fantasy games that people don't want and not licensing games that people do want. Screw you. That's my new statement. 
be used to be about the fans square actually you were never about the fans were you we used to think you were about the fans square go back to letting us live in that illusion is manny back does manny care about title games i believe the word you are looking for is delusion yeah let us be deluded Manny's going to Japan to actually get Vanguard Bandits, apparently. Oh, no. I just want to go get breakfast. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, two questions for you. One, Vanguard Bandits, yes, no, indifferent? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> okay. It's a PlayStation-era RPG. Tactical game, right, Anna? Is that, wait, Anna, mm-hmm. is that the... We saw the guy from Konami who did the update? What? Yeah, they had During the new... E3? Uh no no this is uh this is mechs this is not mm-hmm. you this is not Vandal Hearts oh then I have really have no yeah, idea. yeah 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 Vandal Hearts is another one but this is Vanguard Bandits which is uh big robots which it means it, which means John should be into it right uh in theory yes but then again show me a game with giant robots in that I haven't imported in the last five years Vanguard Bandits since reasons. it came out over five years ago. Huh, good point. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, nothing me, there's nothing stopping me from importing it now, anyway. Well, it, it had a U.S. release, and probably a European oh, one, too. Yeah, it's an old game. It's a working design published um, game. What? Working design is never published in Europe. Probably oh, they, okay. It. So they just got it in the U.S. So you should import it. Oh, that. my. Oh, I was just saying. Hang on. What, 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 what Manny? Uh, no, never, never, never came out in, uh, never came out in, um, never came out in Europe. Okay. I was just saying, oh my, you will hurt and you will bleed. Feel my power. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and yeah, I, I think at this point, if I wanted to play it, I'd just buy it off Japanese PSN or something. I have 700 spare yen, as far as I remember. Oh, that would do it. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, so it's it's another case of, yeah, okay, they're not bringing it off across, but I don't care because I can do it anyway. <laughs> so the other thing we wanted to ask you, Manny, was um, Star Wars The Old Republic. Are you going to jump into that at all? When it comes uh, out? It doesn't run on a Mac. Oh. All right, I guess that works. Uh, that solves that solves that problem, well, then. He, you could boot camp or something, but... All right. I'm not spending that. How much does a copy of Windows cost nowadays? A hundred something? I, I don't know. It's really pounds. cheap. <laughs> it's cheaper than it's ever been for Windows 7. That's all I know. Uh, probably not. Besides, it, it's, aren't the pre-orders done? Shouldn't I have had to have pre-ordered already? Oh, to I, get I didn't hear that. I Are they? I was asking you. I, I don't know. That's the, I, I want to know that. That's awesome if that's the case. I, I'm going to launch Origin right now. Let's hope it doesn't crash the show. I'm going to find out. <laughs> Origin. So remember, they had like a certain number of slots, and it's been available for a long time, and the collection editions are completely sold out, right? Uh, probably. Uh, not, in the, not in the UK, from what I know. For whatever reason, Origin is not in my start menu. It only exists on my desktop. Thank you, Origin, for sucking. Um it's a download con- uh, content provider made by EA. Wow, um, it actually has frozen my Windows machine. <laughs> this is awesome. So yeah, boot camp, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, you I'll better boot that. camp because you don't want it on your main partition. <laughs> Come on, I'll Origin. All right, there we go. It's back. My PC's back. Origin still isn't running, but I got control of my PC back. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so like, 
It's all I can really think of. An EA content distributor failing? God, say it isn't so. Oh, this is ridiculous. I was hoping last it... time I checked, I yeah. remember them saying, EA saying that their, their pre-order numbers for the older public so far have been the most in the company's history. So I'm surprised that they haven't reached their limit yet. Yeah, that's what happens when you scare the hell out of people. People start pre-ordering stuff and make sales numbers. Oh, it was, it was the most like clever marketing It was a marketing tactic. Yeah. Mm. It was such BS, and the fact that you know we let ourselves be manipulated like that. Wait, is wait, just wait. Sad. So you don't take any hey, stock. Hey, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa! You get to pull that, Chris. You were the one convinced that this was a good idea, and you were oh. applauding it. Screw you! You don't get to do a one eighty. <laughs> You're right. I did say it's a good idea because it limits the amount of players. Um, I was about you, to ask you guys. So, yeah. and I, I know you have a lot of experience with uh, MMOs. You don't take any stock in the fact that they just want to have like a stable launch and limit what they the kind of amount of people they have on their servers? No. I think, honestly, that at this point, they should be gearing up for, like, a couple million people off the bat. And if they're not, then they're being dumb. Uh, I mean, if, if we're going to actually take them at their word and assume they're doing this for real, um, having all those crazy pre-orders up front does give them a better chance to size the servers out the gate. And there's a chance then that they will have the right size and won't have to limit it as much as they originally feared. So it, it may end up, there may be an unfortunate thing for them where it looks like, oh, you had no problems with the launch. Why the hell did you need this? And and the truth might be that, well, we didn't have problems because you get you did all pre-order and we were able to size it appropriately. So that would, that would kind of suck from their PR, but it, I guess it would be better than the game not working. Right. It's it, the problem is is they could have approached that situation so much better. Like if they had said to people, instead of going negative and saying, "Well, if you don't pre-order it, you're not going to get in," they could have said, "The more people that pre-order it, the better we can make our servers." No, they that's can, not they enough. They could have gone the positive route. I, mm. I I don't know about that. Well, you know what? I don't think the shock tactics are gonna. I think the shock tactics have bit them in the butt, and I think they're gonna turn around and bite them in the butt after launch uh, again. So, well, you know, well, well, well. Now you say they bit it in they, the butt, right? They're getting pre-orders, so if, if their main goal is to get sales, then it didn't really bite them in the butt, did it? No? Yes? Sorry, I was in the middle of a yawn there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what was the question again? Oh, right. If their goal is the to get sales, did it really bite them in the butt? Because they seem to have gotten sales. In regards to sales, no, it certainly will not bite them in the butt. However, they are not breeding loyalty doing this. And honestly, the thing that makes you money in an MMO like this is not the initial upfront sale. It's the subscription fee. Hmm. Which is, yeah. How much is the sub for this one? 15. All right. Too much. I suppose so. And this is launching by the end of the year, December 20th? Yes, 12.20. All right, so no one on this, in the chat is going to play this at all? Um, I'm in the beta no now. The cast. So okay. I can't really say anything even if I'm – because it will be whatever. Breaking the NDA. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So how do you get in this Battlefield beta? I don't know. All right, so I got Archer. Origin to load. Yeah. And I'm looking for the store so I can see if I can pre-order. Amazon still has pre-orders. Apparently they were lying about the collector's edition. You can still get one. 
for only uh, one hundred and fifty dollars. It's a great deal. Chris, Chris had to pre-order his his Dark Souls and send it to me. No, they canceled my order. <laughs> oh, what? They canceled my order. Seriously? Yeah. Next day they canceled wow. the order and they no longer have the PS3 Collector's Edition on the Canada store. Super lame. Yep. So apparently they ran out. Wow. So I was trying to get the Dark Souls pre-order and uh, the US GameStop didn't have that on their site anymore, but Canada GameStop did. So I bought it and sent it to Anna's house, or at least tried to, and uh, the next day they canceled my order. They said, no, it's canceled and we didn't give you a reason why. Because apparently good customer service and GameStop don't go together, but we all knew that. Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah. Uh, Digital Deluxe Edition of The Older Public is still on Origin, and you can pre-order it right now. So, You know, I don't think anyone who listens to, this RP- to the RPG cast is going to play this game. Really? Why is that? I don't know. We've been down on it for like a year, and then we've had guests on like Lucifer, and they're down on it. We've had nothing but bad things to well, say about now, this Now, game wait a second. Lucifer it. is down on everything. Oh. I mean, you got to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeremy2020 says, I've been playing Star Wars The Old Republic for a year. A year? Really? There's some issues they need to work out, but it's, quote, complete, unquote. Yeah, but is it fun? Are you enjoying yeah, it? Yeah, is it fun? <laughs> is it better than WoW? Is it the same as WoW? Because if it's the same as WoW, I'd rather stick with the game that I already have all my character levels in. If it's better than WoW, then yay, there's wait, wait, something. Wait, but if it's the same as WoW and you like Star Wars, isn't that the tipping point? No. Well, right. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it would be, but I don't care about Star Wars to that degree where it would make me choose one game over the other. So that, yeah, that's, that's definitely out for my me. Problem is, it's like I didn't grow up with Star Wars. I don't have that much interest in Star Wars. So, if it's WoW in space, I might as well just stick to WoW. <laughs> I, personally, I trust Blizzard more than I do Bioware. Is the other thing? Is it Outland in space? I don't know. People who have played it say, uh, "Let's see." Yeah, we don't really have any opinions from people who played it because the people who played it are all in an NDA and all this stuff. So who knows? Everyone just seems so bleh about it. Like, yeah, it's an MMO. Yeah, wow, in space. Uh, yeah, hey. and I, if it's just an MMO, like Warhammer was just an MMO, it, even though they tried really hard, who cares? Because you know, need to do something different. And if they're not going to do it, I, I know that they have one big feature that sets them apart, and that's all the voice acting. So if you feel like seeing voice acted quest scenes, I mean, that's a plus for you. But, you know, most people skip the quest text. So I don't know how well that's going to work. I say, uh, from my experience of playing it at Gamescom, it was like WoW in space with Mass Effect cutscenes. Yeah, but did the cutscenes actually affect, like, could you actually do the renegade option and push someone out a window? Because that's Mass Effect cutscenes now. While there, while, there, while, there wasn't a, uh, while there wasn't definitely an option to do that, there was the opportunity to smack talk your Jedi Master and get dark side points for it. Okay, that's something. I remember I watched uh, uh, one of the, those videos, those developer videos, a preview of a level where you, can, you, you as, as part of the Sith Empire, you had to take control of like a renegade or a failing Star Destroyer. And then at the end of the mission, you had the choice, well, whoever rolled higher... Which seems kind of annoying, because if you want to do one thing, but your party members want to do another thing, you're going to have a lot of fights, I can imagine. So at the end of this big sequence, uh, the, the Sith Lord says, wait, the, the commander of the Star Destroyer 
says, blah, 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 blah. What do we do, sir? I'm sorry I failed you. And then you could be a real Sith badass and kill him right then and there. He says, I don't accept failure. Or you can let him live and you can continue on with a completely different path of the story. So, I don't know. It seems like there's some of that. But then again, I remember Jeff Kanata said something about how in during one of his previews, he spared some guy's life. And then all that really happens, you run across him several hours later in the game. And he says, hey, thanks for not killing me. I'm a good guy now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. My story was going somewhere and I rambled. No, I, I think you're. that's pretty much what we know. It's very unclear, and we don't have any good confirmation that these choices matter. It could, I mean, I don't know. Is the illusion of choice, does that matter at all? Not to me, but I mean, I think because we've been trained now, we've seen so many games that give us that illusion, we're starting to notice it. That's my opinion on it, I don't know. But honestly, why would you kill anybody unless you really, really want to roleplay a bad guy? Because then it's like you're just killing a potential quest giver in the future. I would normally agree with you, but I'll tell you what. Shivering Isles and Oblivion is starting to turn me on to the idea of killing people. And well, I guess that's a really bad way, thing to say, but it's turning me on to the idea of actually being a bad guy in the games that I play. Because I would never, ever do that usually, but it's like... You know, yeah, the Shivering Isles wears you down slightly because everybody's yeah. so terrible and crazy that you go like, it doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> it's well, it's it's opening me up to the idea of just doing what I feel like and in indulging selfish impulses, which is something I'm very against doing in real life. But you know, why not do it in a uh, in the video game? I don't know. Hey, Maybe it's bad. Maybe that's really want. bad. I don't know. No, 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 no. Why not? This can be an outlet for you. <laughs> an outlet. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Are you done with the streaming hours yet, or we're not? We'll ask you later. Oh, um, ask me later. And no, um, I don't have good news on that front yet. So, Game of Thrones RPG. So here's something. Uh, who's into Game of Thrones, the series? Anybody? Anybody reading the books it. and or watching the the show on HBO and that sort of stuff? Wow, nope. nobody. That's weird. All right, I know people in our chat room are, and in our listener audience is, and I need to watch the HBO and read the books and all that baloney. But uh, a RTS recently came out based on Game of Thrones, uh, and a RPG is coming out soon, and they gave us a date for it. It is coming out... When is it coming out? Uh, they don't have the publisher yet, but it'll be out next year, early next year. So early 2012, there'll be an RPG based on Game of Thrones out, and... What do we have? Well, that's all we know. I'm just the game is described as being a Mass Effect style RPG set. This is from a one-up story set during the time of the first book. Follows two different characters' stories who don't come from the book or TV show, though you will have a chance to run into some established characters. Oh, good. So you're like the B team. <laughs> Combat uses an active pause system similar to that of Knights of the Old Republic. Anna, check your microphone. It's like um, the Lord of the Rings games. Ah, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> and the game was compared with uh, KOTOR and the first Mass Effect. It features less action than Mass Effect 2 and is said is all about the storyline, which can be affected by your decisions. I mean, th- there's there's potential there. I mean, that could be a fun Western-style RPG, but we'll have to see if it's any good. Because uh, Cyanide is the developer, and we don't know... I don't know much about them. Have they done anything else good? 
they sound familiar, actually. Cyanide They're from Hideous, France. Right. France, Cyanide, Fact-Checking Kills Podcast, Games, Cyanide-Studio. Oh, they did Pro Cycling Manager Tour de France 2011. So, you know, that's a good... Oh, excuse me. I didn't say that French enough. Tour de France. I'm sorry, Chris. You didn't pronounce that properly. Oh, this entire Tour conversation is invalid. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, wait. Invalid. Invalid. Uh, <laughs> of Orcs and Men, which uh, I know we've covered. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I know these guys. I saw them in E3. That was like my last appointment of the show. Yep. They also did Blood Bowl. They're doing a game of Thrones Genesis. Confrontation. Of Men doesn't look that great. Yeah, well. I mean, it looks. Uh, it looks like they, it could be okay. They did Genesis, which I guess is the RTS. So they did the other game too, I suppose. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how big their team is. It seems like two Game of Thrones games might be too much. Does anybody know if the RTS was any good? The Game of Thrones Genesis, the RTS. It actually did come out. Yeah, it's out. It came out this summer. Huh. So it's it's on Steam now. I've seen it advertised. Came out in the past week, I think. So, I don't know. <gasps> oh, Game no. of Thrones Genesis. I'm gonna Google that. See if there are any results for that. Oh, Metacritic. Let's see what Metacritic says. User score of five point two. Does that matter? Do we care about user scores? Oh, there's like a handful of reviews, an eight and a bunch of twos and stuff. So whatever. Uh. Very disappointed. Thought I was buying a fun war game which uses Game of Thrones lore and instead it ended up looking like a very generic, boring type of game with little comment and slow slow paced diplomacy. I like a very generic, boring type of game. That's a genre, right? (laughs) That's what it plays like. All those other very generic, boring type games that I have in my Steam. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Doesn't the Dynasty Warrior series fall into that genre? Oh, enough. Tell us, write us in, give us info on the Game of Thrones game if you've heard anything good or bad about it, or if you've played it. Maybe give us the hands on. Vita, let's talk some industry news. Vita came out and told us hey, hey, you know that 3G Vita? You're not going to download anything over 20 megs on it, over 3G. You'll have to use Wi Fi for that. Do we give a crap? As said in the pre-show, I suspect this, there's something, there's an element of Japanese telecom law working on that one. Well, I mean, the iPhone has the same restriction in the U.S., so... Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it was originally 10 megs, and now it's up to 20 megs. And that's only for things that, like, the Apple apps and the AT&T apps do. It's not like no apps can exceed 20 megs. It's just they're trying to protect your data plan and keep you from screwing yourself. So yeah. So apps over 20 megs are like, just go to Wi-Fi for that. I'm okay with it on my iPhone because it is trying to protect me. It's annoying sometimes, but I can deal with it. On the Vita, uh, based on what we've heard, Manny, you can clarify this for me if I get it wrong or if I pronounce it wrong. Um, But the apps, uh, you're never going to do any sort of online gaming with it or really download apps with it anyway. It's more for connecting social features is what you're using the 3G for, right? I remember, uh, I think it was Yoshida, right? The president of Sony? Yeah. Right after the conference, people were asking, what am I going to use 3G for? What am I going to use 3G for? And this is back when it was first announced. And they said, we're thinking more asynchronous gameplay, something like a Words with Friends type of game. 
and for syncing your near, which is basically spot pass, uh, your trophies, your your uh, game boards that gives you all the news and feeds for what games you're doing. I mean, that kind of thing, just to see who, who's online, send them messages, get your messages on PSN. It's always meant to sort of strengthen the social features of the platform, not really download or play games, which is what everyone wanted 3G on a PS Vita 4. Well, for someone like me, I don't give a hoot about the social features, so I'll just get the Wi-Fi version. They should have messaged better. They should have been upfront and clear from the beginning. This is not for playing games. They mentioned it in a few interviews, but if you weren't like me reading the Gamma Sutra interviews, then how would you know? Hmm. So I, I think there's going to be quite a few people who buy the 3G version thinking, great, I just pay an extra 50 bucks and I have 3G. Then they're going to find out, I pay an extra 50 bucks I have 3G. Now I need a plan. Oh, wait, I can't even play games on this anymore. I'm paying $50 a month. I paid an extra 50 plus several a month just to check my spot pass. I think we're going to have to wait till January or February to actually even get details about how much the AT&T plans cost here. I'm guessing like iPad doubles, right? Like 30 bucks a month? I hope not. I, I actually hope, um, given how the features work, that it's more like the Japanese-style payment. But... You're probably right. It probably will be something like 15 or 30 bucks a month, depending on what, how much you want. But I really do wish it was prepaid, so I just use it as I go, and just because I don't think I'm going to use it that much. I just hope they message it clearly right now, or you're going to have a lot of angry early adopters who thought they were buying something completely different. Because mm. mm-hmm. I, I can imagine a lot of people thinking, great, I get 3G, I can download games on the go, I can always check what's, on, what's new on PSN, I can play Soul Calibur or Metal Gear with my friends online, it'll be great. But will you be able to read your Kindle books in color? Uh, sure, I'm, I guess there'll be a Kindle app for it. There's a Kindle app for everything. <laughs> yes, but what if you could buy a $200 tablet that looks like a BlackBerry Playbook that does the same thing? Okay. No? <laughs> uh, Kindle, Kindle announced Mr. its new... <laughs> Kindle announced... Uh, Amazon announced its new Kindles and new Kindle Fire thing. So uh, they've got a, a color tablet that's going to be 200 bucks. that's got uh, a 7-inch screen. It's plays your books and colors you can watch videos on it uh it's running a modified version of android and it'll be dual uh, core processor dual core processor wi-fi only uh eight gigs of storage which i mean is really all it needs for being a 200 dollars content consumption device so it's like if all you cared about uh with an ipad was re- reading books and watching videos and playing uh stuff out of the amazon app store yeah, you'll be good. I saw some funny quotes on Twitter about the Kindle Fire. It's like a Kindle for people who don't really like to read. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's not really meant for reading. Really? Hmm. Well, if you want just to read it, there's an eighty, there's an eighty dollar Kindle, and there's a Kindle Touch for a hundred. Yeah, those Kindle Touches look cool. Everyone always tries to touch the Kindle screen and and move the stuff by touching the screen, and now they finally can. So the new Kindles are out, but they don't have apps and stuff like like this one does. So. But Chris, why are we talking about the Kindle Fire on a podcast about video games? Well, because they'll have games. Angry Birds, Cut the Rope, Fruit Ninja, Peggle, Plant Zombies, all other stuff that's a bunch of stuff that's been ported. Android's going to be out on that. It's going to cost less than an iPad. And you get you know, out. I saw this funny statistic. You can buy all of the new Kindles for the pri- for less than the price of one, of an iPad with 3G. <laughs> I know. Isn't that scary? <sighs> Stupid new Kindle. Um, 
I uh, I'll probably get an eighty dollar one. The the is that the old one or is that the new the new eighty dollar one? one? The new eighty dollar one. You don't want the touch, huh? Uh, what do I get for an extra twenty bucks? I don't really know. <laughs> Wait, I, why I, are you going and going stupid Kindle? Because um, I got you a Kindle for your birthday, and now the new Kindles are out. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, but I like my Kindle, and I don't need to use it for any of this new stuff. But don't you want the touch screen? No? I don't care. Okay. Fine. I've gotten used to it. It took me, like, no time to get used to that. But you could have got a Kindle Fire. <laughs> yeah, okay. All she wants is the e-ink and her books, man. Yeah, that is. That's true. And maybe you're right. Maybe that's why the $80 Kindle is all you need. I, I don't like the idea of not having the 3G. I like the idea, or rather, I like the idea of having the 3G. And by the way, that eighty dollar one, that eighty dollar one you're talking about, comes with that's special offers. It's alright; those ads are unobtrusive. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, sometimes it looks like artwork. It's like, why is this book sponsored by Riflon? <laughs> and then you open it, it's like, oh, it's just one of the ads. <laughs> why is this book sponsored by Revlon? Or Renoir? Did you say Revlon or Renoir? Revlon. Wait, oh. is it pronounced Renoir? <laughs> I think that big of could be wrong this whole time. Renoit. <laughs> oh, whatever. Hmm. Uh, is that all the news? Uh, that's all the news. That's all we got. Oh, then I have a little... I've got, I, had, I was going to say I had one very minor piece, but Manny can go first. Oh, oh go ahead. Uh, mine was really short. It just seems like early 2012 is going to be a pretty big uh, time period for games already. Well, Mass Effect was pushed early 2012. We had Diablo 3 pushed early 2012. And now Fantasy Star Online 2 has been pushed early 2012. Oh, We also got Kingdoms of Amalore coming out in February. And... Oh, yeah, that's big. So, I don't know. Has anyone been following Fantasy Star Online 2? Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> Not on this actually, I'll say, I, actually I, will, I will say I do actually care slightly about Fantasy Star Online 2, if only because the original... I enjoyed the original so much. Yep. A lot. So Silicon Air is reporting it got pushed into early 2012. Uh, so you'd be... Well, to more time for more tests, more beta tests, alpha tests. Good stuff. So if you've been looking forward to that, now you have, now has to go up against all those other heavy hitters we just mentioned. So I'm sitting here on Amazon's site looking at Kindles, and um, they just gave me a you-might-like sort of link, and it's a... a it's a full-on next generation Star Trek: The Next Generation uniform. Um, oh, we were passing that around the chat room and the RPG staff. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's it's awesome. <laughs> I'm actually tempted to get that. I don't know what we I'd ever do with it. Of like the top reviewer who said, "Like, you know, I own a lot of Star Trek shirts." And this <laughs> <clearly the best. laughs> How many are there? <laughs> so we, we're thoroughly enjoying that. The question you know, is, what color would you get? Well, are you a command officer? Are I don't think I'm command. Science officer. Yeah. I'd probably get yellow then, huh? You're engineering. I know well, you'd be in, be in the engine room running the data server. Well, that's the thing about getting command. It also means you're a red shirt. So you need not not only do you need to get the command shirt, but you need to get the pips. Otherwise, you're going to just die in an elevator accident or something. Oh, Jordy. I mean, if you forget that. Yeah, Jordy's he started red. Yep. Starfleet. He gets beat up. He gets tossed around. Because well, he was a con beat. officer at first, and then they uh, then they promoted him to engineering for story purposes. I remember uh, Chief 
wait, Chief Engineer Huxley, was it? Huxley? Like the, yeah, uh, the, the Korean lady. MMO that no one wants to publish in the U.S.? I hear good things. <laughs> you hear good things. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Quinn, what was your story? Did we get that too? Actually, I was just going to say, you remember I, last week I mentioned about the um, City of Heroes going free to play? No. I think it was last week. Was it, was last, it last week, week okay. or the week? Was it last week or the week remember. before last? Tell me about it. I think, it was said, I think the problem, thing was, I said it was going free to play, but it was only for, at the time, only for subscribers, you know, because they were doing a head start thing. Um, but uh, no, they've opened, they've actually opened it as free to play now. Okay. That's it. Oh, okay. You can go and play it for free. Hey, here's a question. These new Kindles don't have keyboards on them. Yep, yep. Manny, is there a reason you need a Kindle, a keyboard on your Kindle? If you want to buy something from the store within the uh, within the Kindle. So the Kindle one that you're getting, which has no touch, it has touch, a pop keyboard like on an Xbox or PS3. Oh, it does. Okay, and I bet the touch ones let you tap the keyboard to type. Pretty much. But so that's twenty dollars. No, is that not worth twenty dollars to you? I don't know. I mean, I've never been in a situation where I'm sitting at like at the bus stop at the airport saying, you know what I need? The new Dan Brown Well, well you wouldn't be able to. You'd have to buy a $150 one if you want to do it at the bus stop or the airport because there's no Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. But or you have to pay know. for Wi-Fi. I don't know. Well, at that point, if I'm just using the Wi-Fi, I might as well just load it up before I go, right? Right, right. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, the, the Kindle to me, I love the idea of WhisperSync um, and just that that... 3G always on thing. That's a cool thing. That's connectivity. Oh, okay. And I think that's the way everything should go. I think everything should just have three free. Oh, yeah. Free, that was, I was like on, on the bus and bought a book. It was great. Yeah, see? I, I don't know. I think that's important. Hmm. Oh, whatever. I'm an idiot. But then, then you're paying $150 for the Kindle with 3G or $189 if you want it without ads. For ten dollars more at that point, or fifty or ten dollars more, depending on if you ads or not, you get a full color tablet that runs games and movies. Hmm. But no three G. Oh, I give up. Hey, uh, John, do you have any uh, things you've been playing? Do you have any picks or voids for us this week? Uh well, what I've been playing. Uh, I've continued playing Tales of Zelia, which continues to be good. Um, I've had to play. I continue to be Marath- happy for you. I've- I, I've, I've had to play Marathon as part of um, one of my university units. Is that uh, the the iOS one or? No, the I've been playing the Aleph one, uh, sort of the 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 free um, Aleph one version because I don't Aleph have one. A, what is Aleph one? It, Aleph one is the engine. It's like a it's like an open source engine that you can play the original three Marathon games. Through. Okay, this is the Bungie any, put this out a long time ago, right? Uh, not that long ago, actually. Okay. Um, I don't know. Eight Whatever. Years? They put it out. Whatever. This is the free one you can get. You play it. Oh, I think they put. I th- if I remember correctly, they put the assets out for Marathon just before they were bought out by Microsoft. So, so just before they made Halo. Why did they want you to play them? Um, well, I'm doing a I'm doing a, a unit at university as part of my current degree course, which is game studies. And if you think of um, there there. You can do stuff like theater studies and film studies and stuff like that. It's basically that, but with games. So I have to, I actually have to do a, I have to play marathon and then perform a critical analysis along a certain, like conversation subject, as it were. Um, okay. I think the the aspect I was going to try and do was um, 
do things like compare it to uh, System Shock, which came out in the same year. Um, the thing is, is when uh, when Monday rolls around, when the next um, uh, uh, the next um, sort of lecture slash tutorial, whatever you want to call it, rolls around, is all of our um, arguments, as they were, do have to be supported by um, reasonable evidence, um, be it academic references or websites and basically anything that isn't Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, uh, I haven't actually got that far in it, so I need to sit down this weekend and continue playing it. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, have I played that much else? Oh, I tried out um, uh, War uh, World of Warcraft patch 4.3 has started on the uh, test servers. Oh, okay. Um, so I've actually tried that out. I've tried the first of the um, the first of the uh, the, the new five man dungeons. Are, are uh, they any good? Yeah, the uh, although the, um, the 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 final boss of the first. The, the first of the five-man dungeon, which is called End Times, is 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 a pretty easy encounter as far as um, like uh, heroics go. I think it's easier than say the two troll dungeons, so Zulaman and Zulfarag or whatever it is. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 aside from the easiness of the encounter, it was pretty damn fun. Nice. Uh, I'm kind of. I. I don't. I think the other two. Um. I tried creating. I created a uh, pre-made character. Um. And the other two are still locked out. So I figure that. Um. They're kind of doing a like a stage delivery of the the um the three new dungeons plus the raid instance, where you get to finally down Deathwing. And Excellent. to answer Major in the chat room, um, I'm doing a university course uh on um game design so uh i kind of have to play games <laughs> but i it, the thing is is um what happens is, is a lot of people come onto the course in the first year thinking uh you know oh yeah i can just play games for three years and i'll walk out of university with a first um but what happens is is you know you, you do have to work pretty damn hard uh, to do what the course expects you to do, be it do quite uh, complex 3D modeling um, or programming. And some of the programming I had to do last year was pretty complicated. Um, although I've signed an NDA, programming for PS3s is not easy. So. Anyways, um, I think that's about it. Uh, it's been a pretty boring week otherwise. <laughs> That works. All right. Uh, let's see. Who's next? Who's next? Roy. Got any game picks or avoids for us? Um, I played some of the uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. Holding up? Yeah, when it came out on P the PC version. It's really fun. Excellent. Some uh, DLC came out for that, right? Yeah, the I Am the Boss DLC. I Am the Boss. And then the other big news for me, for those that are reading the topic in the uh, 
in the main channel is that the Sanctum will be live streaming starting tonight. Yay! Live streaming Sanctum. So you, just like you check it out here. What time do you guys usually start? We'll be starting at uh, 9 p.m. U.S. Eastern. Excellent. There you go. Which is 6 p.m. Pacific. And we'll be, you can view it same page as the, the stream for this one. And right. uh, me and Jahan are also working on uh, on an innovative solution that will hopefully get rid of the crackling we've been having for the last few episodes. All right. <clears throat> so let's see. Cool. Uh, so you haven't. So that's it. Uh, I did a little bit more in Minecraft. Minecraft. I knew there'd be some Minecraft in there. <laughs> But I, I haven't really touched it all that much this week. All right. Eh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I can tell you guys that my playing has been shameful because all I've been playing all week long is uh, EVE Online. And um, I now own a Dominic's Battleship. And don't I just feel special because of that? So. Oh, yeah. I bet you feel special. A Dominatrix um, Battleship. Yeah, Dominatrix Battleship. That's right. I'm surprised. <laughs> Hey, at least the Dominix isn't um, one of the more interestingly shaped ships. Uh, yeah, it looks like a shoe. It's kind of yeah, weird. There's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there is a reason a lot of people call the Thorax and its variants the the Galente dildo. Because oh, it, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> when 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 the developers of Eve Online set out to make their spacecraft like different from other space games, went a little overboard on some of them. Hmm. Yeah. That's one because that's because that's one of the things they had to change in an up in one of the more recent updates was they finally made the scorpion symmetrical. It wasn't symmetrical. That's yeah, funny. the scorpion um, was a hideous malformation of a ship <laughs> that spat missiles at you, uh, and then an update changed its model so it's now symmetrical. Nice. It's a bit like uh, a bit like the Raven, which is still asymmetric. There's a lot of as- asymmetry in Eve Online. They love it. Yeah, they do seem to love it. So anyway, that's really boring. I've been running missions and getting money, and it's you know people. I'm actually surprised you haven't been blown up yet. Uh, I have, I have been blown up. What do you mean? Oh, okay. I didn't you get blown lost, up this week. Yeah, you haven't lost your anything particularly shiny yet. Well, I I lost a Vexor to a level two mission because I'm an idiot. But other than that, yeah. Oh, nice going. Someone's phone's Who's calling going. the podcast? Research Center. No, we're not doing that on the show. You know what I like it? At work, if I just hit the end button to a call, it stops the ringer. At home, I hit the end button on a call. It doesn't work like that because, um, you know, home telephony is not all that advanced compared to what you get at, like, your work. It's too bad. Oh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I suck. I didn't play any RPGs. I'll fix that and get more back into Oblivion this week now that I have my Dominix and realize that I'm just... Basically, Eve Online, it really is playing spreadsheets, more or less. Um, I, I've oft, I, I will say, I've often said that the thing about Eve Online is it's mostly a case of you kind of get out what you put into it. If you actually go and, I don't know, sign up for, say, one of those corps that regularly does piracy runs and stuff like that, then generally you'll probably spend less time running missions and more time ganking noobs at jump gates. Well, my corp does that, but I have to do, like, I need to set up a contract and get all these ships and stuff sent out to to Nullsec space to our to our um, 
uh, station that we have there, and then I need to set up a jump clone so I can get out there quickly and all this other baloney. And it's like you have to put in a lot of work just to be ready for when they do mission runs or pirate runs and stuff like that. And not mission runs, but well, I mean, you can always, uh, I mean, you can always just fall in with um, the, uh, the the pirates that operate inside Empire Space. So you don't have to do quite so much running around. Yeah. But then again, it's that they're cowards, and everybody shoots you then, and all that. You lose all your security status, and blah blah. blah. Yeah, and the, generally, the idea is, is you shoot them back and then steal their stuff, and then Concord comes and shoots you. So not in point four, they don't. Oh uh, yeah, I suppose not. Not in point four, point three, point two, or point one. Yeah. I, I don't I don't hang out in those areas much right now. <laughs> I, 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 just, have, I have no just, PvP skill. <laughs> yeah, I was just reminded of um, when I was uh, I went over when I went over there in to Iceland in 2006. I just remember in the middle of um, just in the middle of uh, thing they had a couple of demo machines set up, and then there was a a guy who must have been there for about four hours who appeared to just be just camping a gate in a megathron for what seemed like half a day just shooting people that came by i don't even th- i don't even think if he picked their stuff up he's just <laughs> he just shooting people just blew, yeah. yeah just blow them up as they come through yep and if you saw someone come along and they were in a weak enough ship bang blown away with um long range railgun fire it just gets me that this is what people do <laughs> yeah anyways uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Anna, any picks or voids for us for this week? Um, still working through Devil Survivor. I'm on the last day on Amane's path. But the problem is, is I'm, I've kind of whipped, I kind of whipped through day six. So now I am horribly underleveled with, um, inappropriate demons. So I need to stop and do some grinding and get enough maca together to combine together good level demons. Because some of the demons that I'm playing with right now are like 10 levels below my character or more. And that's just not going to work when I'm already 6 levels below the boss I'm trying to fight. <laughs> so beyond that... um been playing some hidden object games because they're fun and I've been out of the house so much this week I haven't had time to play anything well that's always good I've been reading on my Kindle a lot (laughs) you've been playing real life basically yes I've been playing real life this week real life so Although I had to laugh because I was starting to pull together my pile of games that I want to play for extra life. And uh, I found Final Fantasy V Advance. <laughs> nice. Yes. It's worth a fair amount. It's like a $30 game. Still holds it value, its value. Well, I was actually thinking about doing that crazy thing that you were doing where it's like one class Oh, I don't per... think the bot's open on, uh, up anymore. No! I'll have to check. Let's see. Yeah, besides WoW, that's what I've been playing. Uh, Yeah. All right. And Manny, do you got any picks or avoids for us? Uh, Avoid the chicken salad. All right. No. I'm, I'm, I got nothing. Nothing? 
I got nothing. So you finished up Oblivion and stuff. Now you got nothing left to play, huh? I I, I played a little bit of Borderlands. That's fun. That's something. Yeah. I need to play that with people. Is what I need to do. Extra life, extra life, extra life. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna happen during extra life. I need to figure out a way to do it outside of extra life. Oh, need. I need. I need to arrange a PC Borderlands run with people. That's my problem. Is I have it on PC. RP game night. RP game night. Yes, because those it. go well. <laughs> we get about three hey, you people. You can organize it. You're a lot more <laughs> successful than I am, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can actually that. pronounce Borderlands properly, unlike I can. Borderlands. Like, Borderlands. <laughs> Pokemon. That's what it's called. Uh, all right. That's everybody, right? That's our picks. That's our chat rooms. Our chat room have any picks? You guys want to jump in and give people recommendations about what you've been playing, what they should be playing? Should they be picking up that Frozen Synapse Humble Indie Bundle? Uh, something else? No? Hmm. Nothing. Everyone's dead in the chat. <laughs> they need to play well, Dragon Ball. looks kind of cool, so I think I may slap down the five bucks and get that. I got a recommendation for Deus Ex, which I agree with. And Cavalier says nothing but Battlefield 3 and Gears this weekend. That makes sense. Um, Mac is really digging on Dragon Quest Joker 2. And he's very sad that no one else is playing it. Alright. I have it on my Christmas list, so I have to wait. And uh, Noodle says add her in Dragon Vale. Her iOS name is Cotton something or other. Cotton 770. Add her game center name to your game center and friend her on Dragon Veil, the iOS game, and give her gems. And Ocelot says, Blinding of Isaac and Glitch.com. No, Binding of Isaac. Oh, Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac. And it's quite good. Okay. And Glitch.com, which is something. Uh, Binding of Isaac's from the people that made Braid and Glitch.com is free to play. Oh, Binding of Isaac is the is the weird game that Blow's working on, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which has... I didn't like the puzzle descriptions of that. Cause it sounded like everything was the same dot puzzles or something. I didn't... Hopefully that's not the case. All right. So, Binding of Isaac. Is it... It's actually out? Hmm. Yeah, it's on Steam. Oh, so that must not be that game then. It must be something else. Okay. So, Binding of Isaac and Glitch.com. I think Glitch.com is the thing that the Katamari guy went to work for, but it looks really strange. Let's see. I'm going to go load it up make sure. Yep, it is. A game of giant imagination. I still don't understand what happens in that game. Someone needs to play at Glitch.com and then tell me that it's actually what I do in there that's actually fun. So, yeah, because I'm a jerk. Okay. And I have a continuity question for all of the WoW nerds out there. Oh? Maybe someone can answer this for me. I'm on top of Wormrest Temple, and Caligos is here as a representative of the Blue Dragon Flight, but Crassus is also here. Someone is going to have to tell me where in history that particular incident occurred. Wait, what? I'm in WoW. Uh-huh. And I'm on top of the Wormrest Temple. Right. And Caligos is here. Yep. As the aspect of the Blue Dragon Flight. Mm-hmm. But Crassus is also here as Alexstrasza's consort. 
Mm-hmm. That the... should not be happening. Uh, they Praxis... haven't up- they they haven't updated uh, Northrend to reflect the most recent events. Except they have because Crassus is here. Uh, because uh, Caligos is here. Uh, Caligos was always there. No. He was not. Wow. You sure? Are you okay. sure? So yes. write in if you've got some input on dragon um, lore in WoW, and uh, I think we're going to leave that on alone. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. I think it's time to move on and move to... Uh, to playing our games and uh, having fun and we'll see you next week um, remember we stream every week at noon eastern 9 pacific and uh, I think that's all there is to say have fun and we will see you later and until next week everybody goodbye bye everybody have a good time bye. see you next week October's bye busy bye. donate to Extra Life the fourth annual Extra Life Video Game Marathon is coming up on October 15, 2011. Now it's time for gamers to make a difference. Extra Life is just like a run or a walk or a bike event, except you never have to leave the comfort of your own living room. Just sign up online at extra-life.org to register. On October 15th at 8 a.m., you play any games you want for 24 hours. Find out more and sign up to play online at extra-life.org. Play games. Heal kids. Extra Life. This message is made possible by Children's Miracle Network Hospitals in this podcast.